Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is People Every Day. Coming up, I take you inside Kanye West's big album listening party last night and the surprise appearance by Kim Kardashian and their kids. Plus, DJ D-Nice stops by to reflect on club quarantine and take us through the songs of the summer. It's July 23rd. Hello out there and happy Friday. This is People Every Day and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein, coming to you from my hotel in Atlanta because last night, two wild things happened. I attended Kanye West's big Donda album listening party and I'm about to take you inside of that spectacle. But also, guys... I slept peacefully through the night for the first time in months because my baby is back at home. So wins all around. We're going to live in the music world for today's episode. And later in the show, I catch up with DJ D-Nice. He's, of course, the mastermind behind Club Quarantine on Instagram Live that at the height of the pandemic had everyone from Oprah to Ellen and hundreds of thousands of others tuning in and dancing along to his virtual parties. So he's going to take us through some of the songs of the summer old and new. But first, I don't know if I mentioned, I got to hear Kanye West's new and 10th studio album, Donda, last night. After a year of personal struggles, including his split from Kim Kardashian, he held a listening party of epic proportions at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, where over 40,000 people turned out to listen. Actually, I kind of got to hear it. It was so loud, you guys. (laughs) I know I sound old, but take a listen to me in the moment. If you can hear me. I can't hear anything. (laughs) So there's a lot to unpack from the big event. And joining me is my colleague and People's staff editor, Jeff Nelson. I used to be People's music editor and have reported on Kanye's career and tumultuous journey for years. And Jeff is a music aficionado in his own right and no stranger to a wild concert. So we're going to flip the script and have him interview me. Hashtag about last night. (laughs) Hi, Jeff. Hi, Janine. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? How are you? Well, you have a good night's sleep. I'm very happy for you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So, I mean, let's jump into it. What was the atmosphere like? What was the crowd like? Oh, okay. I I was nervous. It was chaos. Um, I was super nervous. I hadn't been around that many humans in a long time. Uh, I was double masked up. I wasn't playing any games, (laughs) despite others, you know, not. There were some who who wore their masks, but a lot of people didn't. Um, Hand sanitizer, all of that, (laughs) that was like top of mind for me. Uh, But there was just this energy, like you said, like this is Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's huge. The top was open and it was just throbbing. People were so excited for this show. And you just saw celebrities like milling about. I mean, Shaq walked past, CeeLo, Big Boy, Jadakiss, uh, Rotimi from Power. It was like a kind of just like hip hop head you know, craziness backstage. Uh, But also, of course, the 
Kardashians were there. So, uh, yeah, a lot was happening. Yeah. I mean, I know you spoke to a diehard Kanye fan at the stadium, too. Can we hear what she had to say about being there? Yeah, I was sitting next to her and I just grabbed a a little mini interview. I couldn't help myself. What would you say you're expecting most from from Kanye? This is 10th studio album. Um, Spiritual upliftment. Okay. Yeah. This is going to be more in the Jesus is King. Yeah, because that's where he's at right now. That's the phase he's in. And, you know, it's always good to go through that phase, you know, when you come to Jesus. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, mm-hmm. When were you first introduced to Kanye? What's like one of the early songs? Were you like, oh my God, I grew up on Kanye. I mean, it's weird. I mean, it really seemed like he'd been out since I was a kid. I, I just always have known about Kanye. Talk about Kanye's entrance. We know that he's not always the most punctual person and that was <laughs> the same this time around. Yeah, yeah. So uh, 9.50-ish, I think he wanted to, you know, beat his... Uh, uh, two-hour time delay limit. I don't know because uh, everyone was saying ten. He wasn't going to go on for until ten o'clock, and it was supposed to start at eight o'clock. Love that. Uh, mm-hmm, Love that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but around nine fifty, he walks out, and just the crowd goes wild. And I have to say, like they were, you know, getting amped up for it beforehand. I saw a wave like go around the stadium, and I just hadn't <laughs> seen that in almost two years since the pandemic started. But um, yeah, people were just so excited, and then he walks out and everyone stands up. You have It's one of those concerts you have to stand up because everyone's standing up and you're not going to see anything. Um, yeah. And he just walks out in this all red outfit um, and just talk about somebody who just owns the room, owns the stadium. Yeah, absolutely. I will say briefly, I saw Kanye at the Time 100 Gala mm. a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. He performed a small set and like he walked by me and like I got it. I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> this is Kanye. Like it was like, it was so electric. Like he was a foot away. I like stuck my hand out and he like touched my hand. I was like, okay, like I understand now. Like I, <laughs> I get it. Wait, so you touched the hem of Yeezy's garment? <laughs> Totally did. Like, I got it. And then, you know, this event ended and I kind of look over and I see Kim is there. Like, it's Time 100 Gala. Of course, Kim's there supporting her husband. Mm -hmm. And I go up to her. Like, at this point, I'd interviewed her a few times that week for, like, different events and stuff. And I walked up to her. I was like, hi, Kim. Like, not sure if you remember me. She's like, Jeff from People. Like, she... Like, that just, like, shows you, like, she's such a pro. Like, whenever I've met the Kardashians, they've always been super nice, super cordial, mm-hmm. professional. So uh, I did a quick little on-the-spot interview with Kim. And then, like, I noticed that Kanye's kind of coming out from behind the stage where he, I mean, he was getting ready to leave. And Kim's like, you know, Jeff, like, my husband's ready to go, so I have to go now. But, like, it was good to see you. So, what? yeah, That's yeah. <laughs> so epic a little, yeah, encounter. Little blast from the past from, like, five or six years ago. Totally insane. But yeah, that was my that's my close encounter with Kim and Kanye. Story. <laughs> he's definitely he's definitely uh, someone who just like kind of has this uh, magnetic kind of force field where I mean, he was at one point he's on his phone like he's he's down there and he's on his phone and everyone is like, I wonder what he's texting. I wonder what like <laughs> the level of celebrity is kind of out of this world. Yeah, he he owns a room. But I mean, tell us about the music too. I mean, what you heard of it. Obviously, it was crazy loud in there. <laughs> oh my goodness, my eardrums. I don't know if they'll ever be the same. Um, 
it was it had this very spiritual, very kind of gospel feel at the start of it. And then you got into just some hip hop, like trap sounds. It was, if I could say like gospel trap music, <laughs> uh, he, he brought in both angles. But what really stood out was um, his mom. She is all over this album. It's named after her. And you hear her voice interjecting throughout um, saying things about Kanye and to Kanye. It's really kind of eerie. And, uh, you know, she is just a presence on all the all of the images have her in it. And there's a baby photo. The ticket I had was a a baby picture of her. So you can tell, like, the loss of her is still just so heavy on his heart and his soul. And and he raps about it and sings about it. Let's switch gears a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Kim. Kim was there in a matching outfit. That was so surprising. So I kind of thought she might be there when I flew out. I flew out out um, from New York and I was on the same plane as Jonathan Chaban, who is, of course, food god, her very close friend, has been on the Kardashians for years. And I said, oh, if he's going, she's going to be there. And when we got there, we see the images, of course, um, from fans spotting her going in. They had their own security and she's just in this coral catsuit and it's like coral red. And I was like, wow, that's standing out. And then you see Kanye emerge for the show and he's in red. And I'm like, wow. So this is a kind of a united front that we're seeing. And the kids were there too. And I tell you, Jeff, the first thing I thought was those babies' ears. Like there cannot be sound canceling uh, <laughs> earphones strong enough <laughs> for this venue. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I mean, was this a, a kid-friendly event or just a Kardashian West kid-friendly event? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely NSFW lyrics and uh, <laughs> things like that. But those are his babies. And I guess this is, you know, his moment. And they're showing that despite the divorce, despite everything, they are going to be a united front. And then there was this song that he uh, showed losing my family. It's very, very timely, I guess. It's all about like, you know, family first and all of this. And he drops to his knees during this song. And you can kind of sense that this is one that's really like sitting on his heart. And his family was there. Moving on a little bit, I think one of the biggest surprises for fans of Kanye was the last minute collaboration with Jay-Z. I'm with your baby when I touch back bro. This is just a huge moment. It comes at the end of everything, the show. And and you could see fans being like, wait, is that? Hold on. Is that? (laughs) Because for years, uh, there has just been uh, drama between them. Jay-Z has spoken about it. Kanye has rapped about it. Um, They're just lives going in separate directions. And Kanye had made note of Jay-Z and Beyonce not coming to his wedding to Kim. Um, And also uh, just the fact that they haven't supported him or Jay, who was supposed to be really close to him, didn't reach out in the wake of of Kim being robbed and and just the, the struggle that that put on the family. So they had cooled off for years. And uh, this is just like coming out of nowhere for a lot of fans to hear. Specifically, Jay-Z is talking about the fact that they were at odds, but now uh, they could be getting back together. He he mentions Watch the Throne um, in, in his lyrics and, you know. Their album, their their hit album together in 2011 was that. So maybe maybe we're going to get another one. I don't know. 
Jay-Z mentions kind of the elephant in the room for a lot of fans, which was Kanye's support of Donald Trump and his own run for president. Can you remind us, remind me about that period of his life? It's like so, so many ups and downs. Yeah. So that was uh, something that even when I was talking to fans at the venue, people were there to see where he was at. And how he was doing, um, because you had people who were s- such fans of his music, um, like myself, but also just you know were really kind of thrown for a loop with just a lot of the politics and 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 things that he had done and said, especially around Donald Trump and the election and all of that stuff. And so people were like trying to listen for, you know, is this the old Kanye, as they say, or, you know, is he still struggling? And for Jay-Z to mention it the way that he did, and he kind of mentioned it in talking to his mom, saying like, you know, I've I've got him. And, you know, I tried to talk to him about wearing the red hat um, and all of that. So he calls it out. And, you know, you get the sense that he's out of that space. And as we know, uh, he struggles with bipolar disorder. Kanye has been very open about this. And so I, I feel like a lot of fans have registered that at this point and said, you can't take everything that's that's coming out of his mouth sometimes at face value because he may be struggling in that moment and trying to, you know, balance that with some of the the things that he's done and said and tweeted. But um, I, I'm, I'm just excited for for him to be healthy and for him to, um, you know, just have some some new perspective. Uh, I also want to say I had my eyes peeled for Irina Shayk and uh, no sign of her or no word of her. I, you know, I had my ear to the ground and I was talking to people and seeing if they saw who, you know, was going into the upper crust A-list suites and 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 no word or sign. Last we had seen her, she was in uh, New York and, you know, we got reporting recently that they, she and Kanye were still going strong and all of that. But I guess it might have been awkward, right, to, to have your new girlfriend there. <laughs> maybe skip this one. Or maybe she was like me and had her mask on and nobody noticed. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Maybe you were sitting next <laughs> to Irina Shayk on the plane from New York. <laughs> Boom. There we go. I love it. Next up, talking more music and some of the songs you want on repeat this summer with DJ D-Nice. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you.
It is nice to be D-Nice. It is also nice to have him on the show. The DJ gifted us all his hit club quarantine virtual dance parties back at the height of the pandemic. But you kids out there might not know that he's been on the hip-hop scene since the 80s while living in the Bronx as a member of Boogie Down Productions. Google it if you don't know. Uh, But fast forward to present day, you can catch him on Instagram Live spinning tunes for virtual get-togethers he calls homeschool. But as I mentioned Club quarantine, man. Everybody from Diddy, Rihanna, uh, Michelle Obama, Oprah Winfrey, Lionel Richie, DJ Khaled, Bernie Sanders. Oh, my goodness. Janet Jackson. The list goes on and on. And D-Nice is here now to talk about that and the songs you should have on repeat this summer. Hi. I'm so happy to be here with you. I feel like I owe you money for that intro. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) I mean, I'll take it, but you don't. (laughs) That's so awesome. But no, I'm great. How are you holding up out there? Good, good. And and better, like I know so many people are because of you and and what you did during this quarantine and this continued pandemic. Honestly, like we still need our spirits lifted. Things are still going on and the music is just so good. So, So take me back to a club quarantine because I read something recently where you attributed why you even started that to your daughters who are beautiful. And one of them is my soror. So yes. shout out to Ashley. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, you know, in the beginning, it was about uh, not feeling connected to my family. You know, like I was quarantined at, at, at home in Los Angeles. My oldest daughter was away at school. She went to Penn State. You know, I was sitting at home and I realized that when I looked around at home, I realized that I didn't take the time out to like really do something for myself. You know, like mm. I always allowed entertainment to kind of interfere with, with family obligations. It was always work, 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 work. And then when the world stopped for a minute, I wasn't very happy, you know, like looking around, I wasn't, I wasn't happy. And the only thing that kept me out of that sadness was music. So that's why this whole thing started and why I started playing music. Um, yeah. And I think that's why it resonated with people so well, because it was something I was truly doing because I felt the same exact pain that everyone else was feeling. And I kept, I kept doing it really because there were, there were so many people that were in situations of either quarantine alone or some people that couldn't afford big homes and they had like, you know, large families and maybe in a two bedroom apartment and they weren't all used to being with, with each other or, yeah. you know, there were, you know, messages that I would read from like women that were in abusive relationships and the music mm-hmm. kind of took them to this other place. So to me, it was just so important to continue playing music during that time. Nice, nice. I love that. Um, tell me, you, you've been in industry a while and, and you've spun for everybody, <laughs> but when you were doing that, when you were at home and, and, and doing quarantine, when you looked over and you saw that name pop in, what was that name that you were like, oh my goodness, this person is listening? I think the one person for me that, that shocked me, well, there were two people. It was Oprah Winfrey <laughs> and Ellen DeGeneres. I, I, I didn't even know I was on Ellen's radar, <laughs> you know? And like when Ellen posted on her Instagram grid, like she took a screenshot and was like, hey, D-Nice has a party going on right now. That was like, <laughs> that was the one thing that kind of shocked me. Uh, okay, so before we get into anything else, people want to know the songs of the summer. I want to know the songs of the summer. And so you don't have to say it. I'm going to start off the list with No Plans for Love. Yeah. Because I have been bumping that for a long time. It's your song featuring Neo. So that is just on the list. It is so fun. It is so sexy. And 
it's it's for, you know, not cuffing anyone this season. It's not cuffing season. It's summer. <laughs> yeah, no plans for love. No. But it's like, yeah, no, I love that song. You know, I was really happy when we completed it. Even though he's saying no plans for love, he's saying that this woman was like, all right, you may have come to me with no plans for love, but I guarantee you if we hang out, you'll, you'll be coming back. And she was right. That's what he was saying. Like... <laughs> Uh, what else do you like for the summer? No, you tell me. That's what I want to know. Oh you're, you're, you're the one. Let me let me see. You know, I um I like oh oh there's another one I like. Um The Good by Cynthia Erivo. It's one of her new songs oh, and I it's love just Cynthia. so positive. Oh my goodness, her voice is, you know, beyond, but it's so positive. And then I also love um Peaches. I got my peaches out in Georgia. Justin Bieber I, that, and that's Vivian. a summer song. That's a summer song. Oh my that's goodness. That's a great summer vibe. But like me in terms of like summertime vibe, my thing is always like old school throwbacks, you know? Oh, like yeah. I love the new records, but there's nothing that feels more summertime than summertime by, you know, Jazzy Jeff and, and the Fresh Prince. <laughs> that record still makes me happy. As soon as it comes on, it just makes me it smile. It can't not. Yeah, it's just a <laughs> fun record. <laughs> I also love uh, Jamboree by Naughty by Nature. Like that. Okay. A, that's a fun summer vibe. Fire hydrant. It's hot out. And then you take it to like the classic soul records, you know, the Stevies, man. Like, do I do? Like, I do. Those records just Ooh, make me. Yeah. Those records make me happy. <laughs> To, you know, oh my gosh, I've been playing Madonna's Borderline. She was also another one that pops in the like CQ that really throws me off where I'm like, wow, Madonna's in here. Um, <laughs> I love that record. There's a new song out, um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis featuring Mariah Carey. I like that. Yes, song. I saw that. Yeah, it's called Somewhat Love. And Mimi. And Mimi. I love Mimi. She's Mimi so dope. Mimi gets on every summer playlist. I mean... Even her ballads are summer <laughs> ballads. It's like, you want to be sad, but then it's like, it just makes you feel good. I know, good. I know. <laughs> and so so just describe uh, what this craft means to you. Like, like, what feelings do you get when you're in the DJ booth? You know, when you're in that booth, you are in control of someone's spirit, of someone's feeling with the music that you play. You know, the music that people allow into their spirit. So to me, it's like, the ultimate responsibility as an entertainer, when someone decides to spend that amount of time listening to you, dancing to you, celebrating with you, that you give them a musical experience that actually feels good, that elevates their spirit. So there is a science to it. I, you know, when I see people like, oh, everyone's just playing music. Like, no, you're, you know, you're spinning records, but I'm really, me and, and a lot of other DJs are curating an experience, an important one. And uh, I love my job. That was DJ D-Nice. For more on him, head over to people.com. And now, something to make you smile and sing along. 33 years ago, a hit single took over the airwaves, and we've been singing the chorus ever since. Legendary rock band Guns N' Roses released Sweet Child of Mine on July 23rd, 1998, and it topped the charts at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and ultimately went gold, selling over six million records worldwide. The band recently announced that they will be hitting the road this year. First stop kicks off July 31st at Hershey Park in Hershey, Pennsylvania. So here's to a safe return to live music, and now I've got to head out and get back to that Sweet Child of Mine. <laughs> Have a great weekend. 
People Every Day is produced by Julia Weaver with help from Fallon Harge, Darby Masters, Maureen Malarkey, and Aliza Sessler. Executive produced by Christina Everett and mixed by Mary Dew, Josh Fisher, and Bahid Frazier. People's executive producers are David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. Special thanks to Nikki Etor, Will Lee, and the incredible staff at iHeartMedia and People. 